Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. New York City, a crushing and humbling defeat. But does it mean anything? Let's talk Nets basketball. Crushing defeat, a humbling display that maybe creates more questions than than provides more an- answers as the sample size gets larger for this experiment that we call the the I, I guess the the mascot name is Scary Hours now. <laughs> So this is a grand experiment. And the experiment is, can you play winning basketball without defenders? Can you have the three ultimate weapons in offensive basketball? And can that be enough to win it all? That's the experiment, folks. That's the thing we're going to find out because we have Dan Tony once. He is our offensive coordinator. He is the one who is advising <laughs> Steve Nash on, on, on how this thing is supposed to go. And then you have KD, Kevin Durant, probably the greatest offensive weapon ever ever designed in a, in a human woman's womb. <laughs> Seven feet tall, easily shoots 40% over, over 40% from three, has floaters and handles like a point guard. And oh yeah, he's seven feet tall. Then you have James Harden. Probably the most productive basketball player, single basketball player in the NBA. And last but not least, the prodigal son, the greatest ball handler, the just ridiculous offensive display and handling the rock, Kyrie Irving, a lethal jump shooter. A cutthroat mid-range game. And somehow, when you put all three of them together, they're 0-1. Some people might say you should be alarmed. Some people might say it's too early to be anything. Sam, what do you say? Um, I, tra- I tend not to be too reactionary. I thought... 
I thought the I thought their effort just generally specifically defensively was just like unbelievably atrocious and it was it was bad effort in a way that was different than in prior games in prior games they got like murdered on the boards which that happened a little bit at the beginning but I I mean I just thought they were so slow on every cut uh, players running around the perimeter, they were slow. And then once a player got the ball on the perimeter and then did a cut because the next guy was already late getting to him in the first instance, if the person pump faked, the guy was already on his back leg and going, going the wrong way. And, and so I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm more down right now because I just thought, I thought the effort was poor and I thought they basically played like they, the, the microcosm to me of the game is, they played like if you're playing your younger brother in uh, in in hoops when when you're 12 and he's eight or something like that, and he happens to hit like two easy two or three easy threes off the bat, but you're kind of smiling because you're like, all right, that was lucky, but now I'm gonna turn it on. And they thought that they were gonna be able to do that, and they never did. And like they and they or I shouldn't say they never did. They kind of did for. Uh, for the end of the fourth quarter and at the beginning of overtime and they took their foot off the pedal and like the truth is is like as talented as um as they are like they're playing like nba players like you can't just like take off minutes and i mean i i don't i don't want to i don't want to um in my in my analysis obviously i'm not going to tell you how to look at the game but it, it, i refuse to to be sidetracked of the of the obvious that like first of all the nets would have won this game if drummond stayed in the game drummond i mean uh, this is shocking he only played 25 minutes and it wasn't like he was a scrub he was 13 and 7 in those 25 minutes they pull him and they pull him for our guy jared allen and Jarrett Allen played 31 minutes of this game. Um, I saw the Torian Prince <laughs> shocking. Like, Torian Prince went off and had 17.7 rebounds. Who, was, who the hell was that? But Jarrett Allen, I felt like the eye test told, just said, look at what this guy is doing tonight. And at first, for a while there, he was leading them throughout the game in plus-minus. Uh, 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 but you know, Chetty Osmond gets that uh, that honor tonight. They took out Andre Drummond was was negative five tonight, right? He he basically never played in in overtime at all. He never saw minutes after starting the game. And being out there a good deal of time, like, the difference between him and Jared Allen was immediate. I don't, I don't know. Am, am I over-exaggerating? I mean, I think it kind of went in different ways. I thought, I thought Allen was much better on – I thought you felt Allen much more on defense, and I thought you felt Drummond much more on offense. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, felt, I felt that he was getting so many offensive rebounds – or just tipping the ball in a direction of of the uh uh I mean he got 11 rebounds tonight. Yep. Right. Um on top of getting 11 rebounds tonight, he got two assists and four blocks. 
Like, he outplayed Drummond in each and every way. Like, like the slow plotting, um, you know, just the heavy center that Andre Jordan it is. Uh, uh, it, that's what that's what um, DeAndre. Uh, excuse me, that's Andre Drummond as well. So DeAndre Jordan and Andre Drummond was like kind of like battling to a stalemate. They were the same slow, holding a fart type of center. And Jared the just Spider-Man meme. Yeah. So, so again, it's like the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. Yeah, exactly. So the same kind of lethargic basketball. Uh, but then when Jared came in, it's like everything they were doing was making sense. And he was helping them in little ways, and the energy was up. It was, it, it just took everything up a notch, and the Nets couldn't deal with it, not, not, not with anybody else. And, and and again, like when he came into the game, he changed the game, and and it's uh it's obvious in the plus minus numbers. Um, Drummond was a negative five, and Coral was killing them the whole entire game. His his, he he was just overmatched. He's he's not ready. But it it's shocking that this team beat us, but it's worse that they beat us without Kevin Love. Uh, who else was missing? Uh, uh, like a, quite a few people. Um, I can't even think of everybody, but they they were missing a, a few guys. A Garland, Delvadova, Love. Thanks for the save, partner. Um, um, that's ugly. <laughs> like, like I'm. I, I don't. I think you. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure being heaped on um, on Nash right now. So you know. Just besides the fact that it was just sad to see Jared Allen um, perform for the other side, I, I just feel like that guy's a net, man. It really hurts that, that he's oh, okay. gone. Um, but t- tell me about Nash's performance tonight. Like, I'm getting a lot of Nets fans, especially the big so. homie Bam. He's, he. well, I guess he's passed first now. That name sucks, Bam. Um, <laughs> but, uh... But uh, like, people are questioning Nash uh, as a coach. What, what did you think? Um, so with rookie coaches, I try not to really make that, especially guys who have never coached before. I try not to go that go yeah, that nuts. We're, we're so a that's win now. We are a win now. Small window team. No, it's true, but and and so that's why. And today was the first. And so to to piggyback on that on that comment, like today was the first day where I was just like, dude, like I don't know, like I don't really know, like like what you're what you're doing with some of the stuff. I thought, I thought, well, I thought at times, um, I thought Bruce Brown should have. I I would have done like some type of box and one thing or whatever with Bruce Brown playing on Sexton just to have a bigger a bigger body who Sexton can't um, bully around. Cause like Sexton was just getting whatever he wanted on Kyrie. And by the way, as, as a side note, Kyrie's defense today was like next level horrendous. Like one of the worst defensive performances I can remember, like a net player having. 
like just consistently outcut, consistently late. Uh, I want to. Like I want to talk about Kyrie's body language. Like, I, I, but I, I, I want to hear what you, I want you to finish saying what you're saying about about uh, Nash. And uh, we've got to touch on Kyrie's body language after this. No, we totally will. I so and I'll I'll, I'll make this uh I'll make this part shorter. I just thought like. I thought he didn't do like super minor adjustments. I'm, I'm personally, I know a lot of the Twitter guys that we, that, that we uh, end up, end up being in contact with have more of an issue with his lack of timeouts. I personally don't really care as much about that because Nash is a former player. And I think players have like the best sense of kind of like whether the team needs things. And I think a lot of times when you see, coaches call timeout the players are kind of like no we were actually getting into like the grooves of the timeout stuff i don't matter i don't care as much about the subs is what i care about mm-hmm. and i thought it was like abundantly clear that like there were just the, the the rotation at this point has now gotten too small like i mean you can't i know the game went into double ot and stuff like that but harden katie and Kyrie are all in like the low 40s early in the game and it just like I, I don't know. You you had to mix and match. I also, even though he played well, I didn't like uh, Joe Harris not starting today. I thought like I I thought that was I thought that was stupid. Um, well, uh, what about you? I I, I I had a lot of issues. All right. So first of all, you got to understand the philosophy of of SSOL seven seconds or less. You got to understand Coach D'Antoni's philosophy. He believes that NBA level players don't need coaching or don't need constant coaching, right? He's a coach. He believes they they need coaching, but constant coaching. So D'Antoni's always been, you know, tight with the whistle. He doesn't like to call times outs. He likes to let his team sort it out. Now, me personally, I think that's crazy. I think you... The reason why there's a head coach is because the players need eyes on the outside, you know, looking in. They're in the 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 fishbowl. They're in the maelstrom. They don't know, you know, what's happening at any one given point. So, That's a good point. so you need a coach to kind of bring you to uh, a clarity on how to attack or how to stop the bleeding, and. Right now, I I haven't seen any evidence that that um, Steve Nash knows how to stop the bleeding. Yeah. Um, his offense does what it's supposed to do. the The challenge with what they're trying to do is it almost gives way too much liberty to 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 people who shouldn't have it. <laughs> I, I I mean. Or that people that need some kind of reining in, but it, it's not like there's been much time to put much offense in. And but that's what I, these, that's what these guys wanted, right? Like, I mean, that's that, like, I just want to, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but that, that, that's the only, that's the reason why I can't really get that, that pissed off about him because it's a little bit of like a catch twenty two. It's like, it's like you could want, you could want like a, a more, a more demanding coach or a coach who has. Uh, a little bit more cachet or something like that but like it just seems like that's not what these like what these guys want like they basically wanted to do their like do their own thing and 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 run their own thing and i think the addition of harden is like an unbelievable example of that like if you're nash like i like i think there's this weird thing where i think coaches 
or prospective coaches have all this like credibility and legitimacy. It's similar to a draft pick, like before they get hired. And then once they get hired, it's just like, oh yeah, dude, you're just like part of this like food chain. And Nash, you might've like been a shark, but like on in this Nets atmosphere, like you're the, like you're the fourth or fifth like pony here. Like, yeah. like side marks and the three and the three and the three big dudes, like that's the only thing that like matters. And so like, he's, he's playing in this, in this game that like, I just don't really, it, it, to me, it almost strikes me as lose, lose. Like it's kind of, you know what I mean? And like we saw with Dur everything that comes out recently, and I'm sure, I mean, you read about this as much or more than I do. Like it seemed like Durant got sick of Kerr shit. Cause I think Kerr was actually trying to kind of be an actual coach, which is something that like Curry and clay are more susceptible or more uh, tolerant of, but like, I think they just kind of wanted their own, their own dude, but sorry, go ahead. I just, I felt like I had to, had, had no, to say I, that. I, I agree. And, and that's the thing. Some you can't give people what they everything they wish for, right? And and it's it's look. The Nets are the most devastating offensive weapon ever fashioned by any basketball mind. Okay, it's a lot of it is serendipity, a lot of it is luck of the draw. Who was available? When was when they were available? But at the same time, because. And I, and I say that part because if you were going to pick any three NBA players, you wouldn't pick these three NBA players to go together. Right. These three NBA players just so happen to want to play together and come together and have found a way to go together. But there could have been other formations that would have made a lot more sense than what's what's happening. So that's that's part of the challenge. It's, it's not going to all fit like a glove, but... If it could have ever been in any system, right? If you could have picked any system to put these three players in, it would be this system. And so that being said, we've got to kind of stomach all the other problems and hope that they figure out a way to fix this stuff. There, there was a play, and I wanted this play to be uh, uh, my three play, my play that. Um, told the, the the story tonight yep. um but I, I i can't because i can't remember exactly where it was but there there was a like like someone fumbled the ball and the ball kind of dribbled into the paint loose and Kyrie and and james harden kind of looked at each other like who's which one of us is the dive on the ball guy <laughs> you know you know what i mean it was like yeah. It was like we we don't dive on the ball. That's not our job. We're 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 the superstars. Right. And they kind of and the the ball basically dribbled in between the two of them, and they kind of looked at each other like, "Aren't you the dive on the ball guy?" I'm like like kind of look on their face. Yeah, yeah. So so those things are gonna probably get fixed, but I. It's the Nets almost have too much of a good thing, and as as of right now, they have three roster slots open, but the pickings are slim out there. Um, true. But I think I think we shouldn't overcomplicate things. I think I think we should call a spade a spade. This defense is terrible. Yep. And 
I, I think this on some nights, on the nights that the shots are falling, and all of them have to fall almost, right, to overcome. Uh, it, these these are good little plucky, offensive, athletic. Um, as soon as they took Drummond out, they became an athletic team. Um, you know, that it's just a, a, a go-hard Cavs team, right? But they they bust our ass. <laughs> like, like honestly, like, we weren't supposed to come back the way we did. We came back for no reason, but we, we weren't supposed to come back the way they were beating us. No, yeah, and, and, the, and, the, and the way I feel about that is, like, honestly, I was going to text you this during the game, and I was like, you know what, like, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just let the game play out. I'm honestly, I'm with the way that they played. I'm actually relieved they lost the game, because because the comeback because the comeback would have almost like it would have buried put the a headline. Stand. Yeah, it would it would have totally buried the headline, and like for them, like look look one way or another, you're gonna find out. Like for all the talk about like how much does Harden care, how much does Kyrie care, all that stuff. We know that KD like loves basketball. I think yeah. that's fine, but like like. Like, it is embarrassing for them to lose this game, and it's going to be embarrassing if they don't perform well in the playoffs, and these guys are not in a point of their career where they have so many more moves to make that it's like, oh, no, let's go to the next, like, shiny toy. Like, they've, they've been on, like, a lot of these guys have been on teams now. This isn't like, this isn't like their second rodeo or their first rodeo. They've, they've done stuff. And so, you know, like, they, uh, like, the, it would have, to me, it would have been annoying for them to win this game and for everyone to be like, "Up, oh, well, I guess like offense always wins out and whatever." It's like, no, you guys got like manhandled to like the worst offensive team in the league. I know that they have a good defense, but like the worst offensive team in basketball. And a team you that guys averages play... ninety nine. Yeah, 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 doesn't, yeah, doesn't crack, you know, uh, three figures in a in a year where everybody's cracking three figures. Yeah, and they played like they and they played like they didn't like they didn't care, and they played like they thought that it was going to be easy. And like, and the thing is, and I know like we said this a lot um, before the bubble, when we were wondering, or like after the bubble, we were wondering how this year was going to be. And I think part of it is like getting used to the fact that like these teams with these superstars, like there's just going to be multiple games that where you and you saw it with all the LeBron teams in the over the last couple of years where they just kind of are like out of it and are lackadaisical. But at the end of the day, with this the, with this new NBA, it's basically like, well, if you show up in the playoffs, that's all that really matters. This isn't like, I mean, like Eve, you like you grew up with this and I was I was too little, but like this isn't like, uh, this isn't the Michael Jordan's NBA where you play every single game like it's your last and you don't, and rest and all that stuff. Like that's not, that's not what this is. Like, <laughs> like, like Jordan would never have a game where, where the they, team is absolutely asleep against This team should be able to sleepwalk in the Nets should be able to sleepwalk and beat this team. And the yep. reason why they don't is because they're not good. Now, I mean, the supporting cast isn't good. Tonight, they only played their bench. Right, let's let's go run down the guys, right? The only person who played significant minutes off the bench was Joe Harris. Joe Harris cut into DeAndre Jordan's minutes, who he played 24 minutes. But Luau Carabaro, 11 minutes. Perry, 10 minutes. Brown, 7 minutes. Chioza didn't yep. come in. Tyler Johnson didn't come in. Shamit played no minutes at all. And we know yep. Claxton isn't playing. So they played their main guys heavy. 
they didn't trust the bench at all. And it's, you know, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the Nets were down most of the game and fighting their way back. And the, the bench guys showed nothing. And, to, you know, like, I, I think the reason why I know DeAndre Jordan sucks, <laughs> I, you know, I, like, he looked all right. He scored the ball today. He had the cheapest, like, good game I've ever seen before in my yeah, life. Yeah, but he, he only had four rebounds. He was he was terrible, and he got totally manhandled by Drummond and, and and whoever was whoever he was matched up with. It was like a defensive disaster. I like I think I was at the beginning of the year I was defending DeAndre more than almost anyone in Nets Nation. I'm completely not only have I jumped overboard, I'm like swimming in the opposite direction. Like he was, I thought he was so pathetic. I like I'm glad that he's jumping better. Like I thought he actually caught some lobs a little bit higher than he was at the beginning of the year, but his like. His defensive effort was like next level bad. Like he played standstill defense. Yeah, it was it was statue stuff. Like like he just stands still and swings his arms. And he kind of pivots. Like he he might oh. pivot a little way in, a little Oh, Samuel, what a L. I I also want to point something else out to you. <laughs> so, not only did we have this where where our starting guys had to do so much heavy lifting. Um, it, it also kind of pointed out another problem that I don't think any Nets fan saw. See, the Nets used to be able to do a thing called bench carries. If Nash even tried to bench... Kyrie or Harden, they would flip out. And it might be the best thing that they could do, but they can't do that anymore. And it's something that you lose when you make these trades. Because uh, you're dealing with such a an ego at this point that maybe little strategic things that you might have been able to do with the sub superstar, I mean the sub star, the fringe all star, but with the superstar you might want to adjust in a series or when you play a certain team you can't do that with the Nets because as I was analyzing what was going on with the team tonight, I realized yo that like Nash's hands are cuffed to try a couple different things because of who he's coaching. And I mean, it's, it's tell me, could that ever happen? Could could would there ever be a time that Nash would put one of Harden or, or Kyrie on the bench? I know. I mean, that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier. Like, I mean, I think the whole Atkinson like treatment of D'Lo and. Nash with with Levert, like I, I think I think you're basically uh, I think with that trade I think with that trade also specifically I think you really are basically throwing the throwing the keys to the to the to the scary hours guys and that's and that's scary basically hours. it. <laughs> it's, it's... Like I just don't like what is Nash? I mean, like what is Nash even? 
which is why I mean this is exactly why I find it hard to like criticize him because I I don't really know what his move is like like if he if, if he gets any sort of acrimonious relationship with a player the players have even more leverage now because if the Nets don't re-sign these guys they're in a cataclysmic disaster zone with no talent and no they're basically where they were in um what you call it in whatever year 2013 it was 2014 um so he i mean it's i think it's it's hard it's hard to coach that way like i don't really i, I don't know i mean it, it, i feel like a lot of this was done because of the the marks nash combo and i i still do trust marks a lot um and um and and i and i and i found his interview with um with the fan today to be to be good and i thought evan as usual asked good questions but uh but Marks doesn't say anything. He, he's like the king of answer and don't say anything. Yeah, he's the, the the stuff I get the most confidence from is is that I do believe him that he has dialogue with the players, which to me that's like all I really care about because I trust his scouting, uh, especially for young guys. And and I mean we'll see. And most of his moves have been excellent. We'll see about we'll see what this hard one becomes. But yeah, I mean like with the with the Nash thing, I just I don't know. I think it's. I think with a lot of these stars and you see it consistently with the NBA, you're basically at a point where like it's them running the team. And unless you basically have a Popovich, Carlisle, Stevens type of type of thing, it's, I mean, that's, that's basically it. But like, I mean, no, I mean, no one ever talks about Frank Vogel and with the Lakers and no one ever talked to talks about Ty Lue when when LeBron had him or Ty Lue now like I mean it's and and you, like you look at the Clippers like Kawhi and George have have all the keys to the uh, to to the car in that uh, in that situation because they're both well George obviously signed extension but Kawhi's a free agent and, and they have no picks also they gave them all to the Thunder so it's this is what happens I mean it's and and let's see how good it is for 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 them. I almost feel like they're making it easy for LeBron to get championships, building these, um, you know, these teams that are so dis- dysfunctional and have no hierarchy or structure. Their structure's good. Um, that's why these guys had so much good, you know, success when they were young. Um, oh, and on top of the fact that they're superstars and they're, and they're tremendous talents, but you, it's it's scary for us because. We gave up so much, and there's, you know, there's so much that just went went out the window that you want to believe in what they're doing, and the statements that they're making is, one, offense is our priority. We score. We stack the lineup with people who score, and... And and that's our that's that's what the Nets are good at. You know what? Nets almost have to admit that that's what they're good at. Um, and what they can't do is defend. And I I think I think we just have to be realistic that this team is is going to confront some young springy teams and they're going to just beat the brakes off of us on some nights. Um, it, I, 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 my friend told me. Uh... 
My friend told me today that he bet the Nets and the spread, and I was like, "You're out of your mind." I was like, oh, "They, I was like, they no. never play well in Cleveland, and this is the, they, this is a big team that has young, explosive guards. Like you're, you're like that. You're, you're losing money." You know uh, why I hate that Sexton got us like that? <laughs> why? Because he's the last pick. Yep. That we traded away to Boston. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> he 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 basically was uh, something we wasted and got wasted on Kyrie. If if you're in Boston, oh man, that's ugly. So let's do three things. I'll go first because there was something I saw tonight that I think typified what happened in this game. Um, right on. Um, so we're going to start with the play. There was a moment where it was like, it's actually two or, or it was, it was a staggered in a, in a series of four plays, it was three of them. And Jared Allen was successfully defending Harden's step back. I couldn't believe it. He was locking James Harden up and it's hard to to say locking James Harden up because truthfully you know he's James is gonna get his he, he, he had a hell of a night but to see how I mean not a hell of a night for James Harden standards he had 21 and 10 he had a triple double <laughs> and and that wasn't a good game for James Harden uh he, he also was negative five tonight. Kevin Durant of the trio was the only one that was um that had a positive evening of a plus two, but uh, the, James Harden wasn't James Harden. We, we could we could say that without sliding it. Um, but watching Jared Allen lock up uh, James Harden. To me, it was a little demoralizing, but it makes me feel good to know that the Nets didn't want to trade him and didn't want to add him to the trade, and the reason why it took so long to get hard in here was because they were holding out and keeping Jared Allen. Well, we saw why tonight. We, we definitely did, but now that we've traded him, we have to find a way to replace him. That's key, and that play told me that that's key. Um, what, what play did it for you? I had a bad I had a really bad feeling about the the game. I mean, I as I mentioned uh with my betting advice, I I was not feeling great about it. Once Larry Nance started hitting some threes, I I I lost. I was like, "All right. This is not not only not only is this not like a great matchup, not only do they not seem interested, but now my man Larry Nance is hitting threes over like KD and I was like, "All right. Then it's that's it. Like I'm that'll do it." Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> they they didn't even like really kill us rebounding wise. They just they just out younged us. Uh, I, I, that that one hurt. <laughs> I thought we won that game. <laughs> I was like, I, I know. I, know I walked away from it like, yo, we won, right? Like, I, I was texting you and all, like, all right, let's let's pop. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. Give me a stat of the night. 
Um, I mean, I, it's, I, I was going to say the uh, the low hanging fruit is uh, is uh, is Sexton's line. I mean, I was. I mean, the Cavs are a bad team. The Cavs are a bad offensive team, and they were twenty of forty from three. Like, it's hard. It's hard to win games when a when you're playing a team that's defensive minded, but you give up uh, sixty points on threes. Not easy to win. Yep. Um. How about you? I, I think I think the easy uh, and obvious one tonight for me is Jared Allen's plus ten. Right? I I'm sorry. You know what? I gotta swallow my whistle. <laughs> I gotta swallow my miss whistle. I and, and call a uh, uh uh you know call an audible at the line here. Um. Torrin Prince was plus twenty tonight. All about <laughs> Torrin Prince. I, I we we're not gonna like as much as I wanna I wanna laud Jared Allen. Jared Allen played a beautiful game, stepped in, got thirty one minutes, played all of them overtime. You know, 12, 12 points, eleven rebounds, two assists. I think I reread his line because I'm still like I I remember salivating over it. Uh, he he got busy tonight. But he was only plus ten. Torian Prince, all oh, hell. Let's so it's officially Torian Prince revenge game. He was a plus twenty tonight. I think that that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. What's that? Gay told us told us to the the story tonight. Uh no, I told you my stat. It was the twenty of forty from uh oh, yeah. from three. Oh. <laughs> I'm also losing it right now. I I actually I just I was just talking to somebody and and said like at this point even though I'm still quote unquote young I like I remember the Nets Raptors series getting so un like emotionally invested to the point that my stomach was turning and I was like I just can't do, I can't do this after regular season games let alone like playoff games because I'm just uh, like wait wake me up for like a finals game or something like that because it's just it's not fun to take it this seriously at this stage yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's uh, uh it, it, it's mind boggling to be honest alright who uh was the player that most typified this game for you You know, it was such a it was such a it was such a team effort of of a of a demolition on their uh, on their defense that I find it I find it hard. I'm actually going to go with someone who was quiet towards the end, but led the uh, but led their team in minutes, and that's Chetty Osman, who I thought totally outworked the Nets on a lot of di- in a lot of different ways. He was 25, seven and seven, played 50 minutes, nine of 17 from the field, four of nine three i thought he just looked like the scrappy guy that was just trying to make the team and i and i thought he set the tone yeah um i'm gonna have to say joe harris i don't know what why it was such a tough game for him tonight he he seemed coming off the bench like that's that's why that whole bench conversation i I almost feel like he fits better with the starters than than harden does but there's no way on God's green earth that you're putting James Harden into <laughs> into the the starting lineup. 
I actually I texted a friend I'm saying into how the, um, onto the bench rather, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I texted someone full circle, and I was like, and I and I was like, how full circle would it be for Harden to go play with his friends only to be relegated again to uh to the six man role that he was with KD the last time the last right. time they played. It's it's almost as if they have too much of a good thing. They have too much offense. Because you can't say Kyrie had a bad game. He had a he had an alpha male Kobe Bryant game. 20, 37 points, two rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Kevin Durant, you can't say he had a bad game. He he struggled a little bit. Uh he only shot forty eight percent. That's not Kevin Durant-ish. Kevin Durant shoots above 48% of the game. But still, 38, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Those are, that's a superstar game. What they're missing is part of what they traded and what they really needed, I think. I think they needed a four. I think they needed a player that would do the other things, not score. Yep. They scored the heck out of the ball in, in to a team that doesn't score. The Cavs only the Cavs only uh, uh, averaged ninety nine points a game. They scored a hundred and forty seven in double overtime. That's a problem. That's a problem, and while you know Joe Harris, he didn't look bad tonight. He's out there giving effort. But if Joe Harris shoots 20%, you're not winning. So Joe Harris, for me, is the the player that kind of tells the story. Um, you know, the reason they lost is because Joe Harris didn't shoot above 30%. Joe Harris shoots above 30%. They win this game. But they don't win a lot of other games. They don't win championship-level games. Joe Harris has to shoot a lot better than that. And the rest of the team has to play better defense because, truthfully, this team is not built to play, you know, championship-level top 10 in the NBA defense. It's just not. The potential is not here in the roster either. So, Sean Marks has work to do. If he wants to be a championship GM, he can't surrender it to these guys. He's got to figure out something with these three picks because th- this isn't an offensive problem. This isn't a, even a, a superstars fitting together problem. James Harden does not add to fixing the problem. It's like I said. It's it's almost too much of a good thing. I I, I don't know. Are we in trouble <laughs> or uh, are we over exaggerating? Are we nah. being over exaggerating? Uh, uh, living off of every game on the edge. <laughs> uh, you know what? I just saw a great. This is this is basically why I like me like I love doing this podcast uh, more than anything. But believe me, way more than my other life, which is doing law school work all the time. But the reason why I'm just at this point just cannot get that worked up after after these regular season games is because. Unlike a team where you're watching people like like someone like Jared Allen get better, this is a team that has one purpose. Like it is for a parade down Atlantic Avenue, and that is it. Correct. And I think it's very telling. We just saw a tweet from uh, Billy Reinhardt who said, 
Brooklyn's wins are against Golden State, Boston, Atlanta, Utah, Philadelphia, Denver, the Knicks, Orlando, and Milwaukee. So basically almost all playoff teams. Their losses this year are to Charlotte, Memphis, Atlanta, Washington, Memphis, Oklahoma City, and Cleveland. So their losses are all to non-playoff teams, basically. This team is like basically picking and choosing when they're when That's they're a good uh, one, Billy. Billy, I love Billy. when they're this team. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's my guy. I give this him team shit is picking and choosing. Yeah, you know no, what I mean. But like, it's true. No, that's an excellent point, and we'll know what it is when playoff starts. And by the time playoff starts, they'll they'll find a, a rhythm. They'll find a chemistry. It's just again, you know, I wonder how this grand experiment ends. And the and the question is, can you win a championship with the ultimate offensive players? All-time great offensive players. These aren't even this is not even you know, really good for that era. These are top 20 players. Harden could average the triple-double if he wanted to. He could literally do what Westbrook did, you know, by force, kind of. Like, he could he could be helping his team and do that. And that's how good this kid is. And so now, and we already know what Kyrie and, and, and Durant is. Like, I think Kyrie is every bit as, uh, you know, a, a spectacle as they are. But you can't, you could just score the ball but so much. Yep. You have to be able to defend. And sometimes, even with those guys, the balls aren't going to go in. And when they don't go in, you have to get a stop. The reason why this game went to overtime was because we could not, for the life of us, get a stop. Yep. We do not have the players where we just go, hey, send that guy. You get a stop. We don't have that guy. Yep. It's I, I, much as everyone likes Bruce Brown and wants to tell me his defense is so great, I he, I don't think so. Yeah, he's fine. He's 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 more of he just want as I said he wants to be in the in the championship video. He will be. He could be shirtless in the, on the float. <laughs> of the JR role. Somewhat warm when when we go down Flatbush. But we have to... This is, this is on you, Sean Marks. This is on you. You've got the superstars, but you have to fill the rest of it. You need to go use those 300 scouts that you have to find the dudes to fill out the rest of this thing. I'm Eve Darboos. This is my partner, Samuel LaChow. We're at our government names on Twitter. <laughs> this has been the Front Office Podcast. The Nets lost horribly. I'm sad. Sam is Sam. Sam is sad. Very sad, yeah. But we'll be back. And the next time, it'll be a win because that's what the Nets do. Let's go win this championship, everybody. It's the front office pod. Thank you. Peace.
mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.